0: what up what it do and what's good people oh yeah i'm in a real good mood today started out pretty good, so I might start out with a joke. Knock, knock. Okay, who's there? Ben. Ben who? Been a minute since I seen you, so uh, welcome back. (laughs) I heard as a comedian, if you laugh at your own jokes, you need to get back in the studio and continue to work. So it's time we take a positive approach on life, people, and stop pointing out the negative things that tend to pop up. We as a society have to be the ones to look at the hand we are dealt and make a choice. Am I going to play this hand? Or will I look for a way to make this a better hand, knowing that the flop is still to come? And when the flop comes, and you see that your possibilities have gotten better, and there are possibilities for an even better hand Do you settle for what you have, or do you look to the turn for another chance at an even better possibility? Now only you can answer that question. I can tell you that I will look to the river to see if my fate has finally been dealt, or if I will play another hand. Because yes, people, there is always another hand. You just have to be patient. And now as you ponder that, this would be a perfect time to tell everyone that if you know that is, if you know anyone that is not watching or listening, or yet even to subscribe, to go watch the show and go listen to my damn podcast. Oh, yeah. Look, I am very, very excited about today's show as we will be talking about some fundamentals, of course, mental toughness, also 10 things, 10 things. Things high performance people do. Yeah, if you don't know, you have tuned into another exciting episode of Talk to Talk with Moore. We have so much to talk about, of course, and so many topics to cover. So before we get started, we have a great one lined up for you today and an awesome guest waiting in the wings and anxious to get started. But first, this podcast is brought to you by, oh, you know it,
1: the Jerky Zone. Oh,
0: yeah. Jim, you got Jerky Zone over there?
1: Oh, you better believe it. In fact, I, I, I was hoping you guys wouldn't get in on me because I was too busy eating my <laughs> chicken jerky. What kind of you, what's that, mango habanero? No, he didn't give me the mango har- habanero. He just passed out some chicken jerky to me, but that's okay, and beef. But you just keep on talking, I'm munching.
0: You keep munching then. Look, this podcast is brought to you by the Jerky Zone. When you're looking for that high-protein-packed snack to get you back on track, Kenny Nass say the next stop is the Jerky Zone. Oh, yeah, and intro wheels where custom rims make your classic cars come to life. Lastly, Avanit Capital Management, where the plus in the logo signifies above and beyond commitment to adding value to investments, by providing A-plus impact to the world we touch. You could also listen and view this podcast on our app, www.thsn.today. Watch, submit, and share. Download the app. You can also listen on Apple and Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, and Spotify. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Ten things. High performance people will do let's get to it of course my guest today is the ceo and founder of ast also the author of a book oh you know it get over it and get on with it and a friend of the high school narrative please welcome back my friend jim madrid to talk to talk what's going on jim
1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Whenever you're watching this, it's nice to be back. Thanks for having me, Mo, appreciate it. It's always great. I thought I was
0: going to co- catch you with a mouthful of jerky. Just well,
1: I, 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 <laughs> my mother taught me not to, you know, talk with my mouth full. Dude, can he drop this off, I don't know how long ago, but that's how much I got left. That's how much I got left. That's pretty good, man. Wait, oh, whoa, good. whoa, wait. Well wait, there's more. Oh, is wait, that
0: the bacon?
1: Yeah, this is the uncured bacon jerky, man.
0: I'm going to tell you what, Jim, I'm going to tell you what. Don't have anybody next to you because you might smack them. That's how good that bacon jerky is. That is by far my right. favorite jerky Hold on. of all the flavors. Although all of
1: them are good. Hold on just a second, Phenomenal. let me just taste this and see if you're telling the truth or not. You have to, you go to ahead doing this
0: show though. because uh, he might not be able to finish. Take one bite, you're gonna keep going. <laughs> this is gonna be good like in salads and stuff. Oh yeah, you chew into that. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce this wart that I have on my left thumb. Um, also, also with us is of course, the CTO of the High School Narrative, Mr. Tony Rosignal. what's going on, Tony?
1: Hey, Mo, how are you? Uh, you know, guys, don't worry about me. I I didn't have breakfast this morning or lunch, and, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not hey. hungry at all. So you guys just dig right
0: in there and take care of it. Hey, just so you know, you got some you got some uh, jerky coming your way, too. Just And if you've ever ordered off Amazon during this pandemic, there's a little asterisk at the top that says, please allow extra couple days, weeks, or months due to the pandemic and trying to get that stuff out. So yours is coming, Tony. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Just before Christmas. Appreciate both of you.
0: Look, I'm ready to get deep into what's going on. Um, Also, I always want to put out there, Jim's book can be bought on Amazon uh, for $19.95. Of course, uh, hardback is a little bit more expensive. But uh, go to Amazon, pick up the book. It's well worth the read. Um, There's some good topics. Of course, I'm going to ask him about some other things uh, later on today in the podcast. About strengthening your self-esteem, which is a, a, a great chapter in the book, and say yes to your future, um, and that's kind of why I went where I went when I talked about the cards being dealt. You have to be the one to say yes to your future. So we'll get into that, um, Jim. We're gonna talk about ten things high-performance people will do, man. Hey, before we get to that, you play golf? Yes, I do. You look like a you look like an avid golfer. Did you get to? I'm gonna tell this story over and over again till I'm I'm red in the face, and if you look at me, that's gonna be pretty hard to do so this weekend on sunday <laughs> i was actually in my garage i'm in the man cave and i am watching golf i called tony hey tony you, you know we usually check in every day uh, okay about five or six times a day and i said what are you doing you watching the match he's like what match and i said are you kidding me the match the match Did you get a chance to watch it six million people were watching it unfortunately it could have been six million and one but tony tuned in late i think he got to the what eighth ninth hole you were on the turn right tony
1: Yes, I was Mo. It was late, 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 late. Yeah. So, so Jim, did you get BMO, I was watching it. Of course, I was watching it. What did you think? Well, you know, I some of those guys need to stick to their, their stay in their lane, as they say. <laughs> uh, but you know, just listening to these guys, these again, high performance. I mean, at the top of each one of their sports. Uh, you know, just listening to them talk, it, it was um, and and kind of I loved that that they had the microphones on them listening, kind of going at each other and things like that, trash talking, which is great. Uh, but it was good trash talking, and uh, but just listening to it, it, it was a lot of fun to. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. A yeah, lot. That was
0: fun. awesome, man. I, I you know I talked about this the other day that if you think about those Tiger Woods, probably you know arguably the, the GOAT of golf, right? And, and still four right. years to go. Tom Brady, are arguably the GOAT of football, you know. And then, of course, you know, you got Lefty, who's who done some good things with golf. Not one of Tony's favorites, but you know, at any rate, he's he's he does a good job, one a master or two. And then you got Omaha, you know, him, Omaha himself. Omaha.
1: Omaha.
0: Omaha yeah. He'll never tell you what it means you know but Peyton Manning. Yeah. You talk about now. you look at where you at, Advanced Sports Technology. You talk about AST. That the things that you talk about could actually help it could have probably helped their golf games <laughs> on Sunday. Could
1: have uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But what the heck? We'll we'll, we'll say it does, you know, but it, it's amazing that uh, you know again when you're out there golfing and you know, you've got uh, Phil and Tiger who that's their game. I'd like to see Phil and Tiger uh, throw a few passes.
0: Yeah, about that. Uh Yeah, Uh yeah. Hey, uh, Tom Brady actually had some really good, he had a couple good shots. He had a birdie on on one where he, uh, I think he won $100,000 for a charity um, and then turned around and looked at a, well, he was talking to Charles Barkley um, <laughs> on the microphone because Charles was giving them a hard time about the way they were playing. But right. it was still cool and it was good to watch. Six million people watched it. You know, NASCAR was going on about the same time. so. And he, he came had, off he that,
1: I think it was that ninth hole where Brady went, Wade left in the, in the dirt. But did you see where he placed it? I mean, coming out of the dirt and where he placed it, not bad. Not bad at all. It was, that was pretty good yeah. coming out of that. What game. happened
0: before that, Jim, uh, he was looking for his ball, and Tiger was like, hey, man, just drop it in here. Just drop it. Just yeah, drop just it right drop it in <laughs> well, that, <laughs>
1: That's Everybody never going to happen on a football field. That's not going to happen no. there. Yeah, just don't worry. We'll just pretend like he caught it, okay?
0: Yeah, yeah but, and, and that's funny because no penalty strokes. Now, it, was, it was all right. for a good cause. They raised um, twenty million dollars for uh COVID nineteen research, which is which is great. So and that's and that, that was thing. yeah. Um so w- what do you want to talk about today, Jim? We're gonna do things a little different. What do you want to talk about today? We talked about ten things high performance people uh will do. Um yeah, and, and four of those high performance people probably played on Sunday. So right. let's kind of jump into it, man. Let's see where, where we want to go with this. So, and, so- uh,
1: So years ago, when we're working on curriculum, and and my team and I were in a conference, uh, you know, room talking about and just breaking it all down, and this took us about three months to do, and it was like, you know, every day we were in the conference room going through everything, and and when we got to principle number six of the ten principles, they asked, well, you know, what are some of the things high performance people do? And so I've kind of put those together in that, but I've kind of, as I've my my career has gone along and and the people I've got to meet, and I usually ask them different questions, you know. So, um, you know, so I kind of put these together, and these are things. Number one, they all have vision, purpose, and uh, you know a purpose behind that, and the goals to back it all up. And I think that's where people get a little confused. You know, I like to think of a vision as your long-term, you know, long-term. And then then it's the question of, okay, if, you know, if Mo, if you told me this is your vision, uh, you know, for the, the next six months of the year, and you told me what it was, I'd ask you this question, these three questions. So what, Mo, if you did achieve that vision? Who would care if you achieved that right. And what difference would it make if you achieve that vision? So, so what, who cares and what difference would it make that develops your purpose? And you know, Hey, I'm all about anybody doing everything, but you know, you know people talk about your why um, to me, that's so trendy. I'm sorry. Um, you know, whatever that guy's name was that came out with that. Okay. Good stuff. Not bad because, but I'd rather take it to purpose because we as human beings, are purpose maximizers. We're not why maximizers, we're purpose maximizers, okay? And and purpose drives vision, vision drives performance. So now let's back it all up to this month. Um, You know, what we do with athletes is, what are your three goals for Sunday? If it's an NFL player, football player, uh, whatever it is, what are your three goals for, you know, And what are the goals each month that you're looking to achieve so you achieve that vision whatever it is I call it invent your season because if you don't the other teams will so if we look at that then let's back it up to three goals for this Sunday's game now underneath those three goals I ask the question what are three things you're going to excel in this week not just during training because it's sleep, it's uh, it's nourishment, it's all of that. So what are three things you're going to excel in if you're going to achieve goal number one? Excel in, do exceptionally well at activity or a subject. To do exceptionally well at. Goal number two, what are three areas you're going to excel in if you're going to achieve goal number two and goal number three? So when I play golf, when you and I go play, Mo, you're going to catch me with three goals in my pocket. And I'm reading those every time I tee off. I'm reading those even when I'm at a different place on the golf course, if I'm on the fairway, if I'm putting, whatever it is, the, I'm, I'm pulling, you'll see me pull those things out. As I'm waiting, I'm not sitting there looking at everybody else, especially if there's money on online. Um, I'm focused. And then what I do is I write those down and, and, and the second thing is is that they have those written down in affirmations. It's like you talk to high-performance people and you talk to them about their vision, they're talking about their vision in the present tense as if it's already been accomplished.
0: Right. So but, I got a question for you. So shoot, shoot, you said three goals. Why only three goals? And I think that is something good for, um, the viewers and listeners to, to kind of understand because, you know, some people got 10, 15 goals. Why only three goals?
1: But if you notice, I say three goals and then three areas that you're going to excel in everything. Correct. Like you walk into a meeting and if you got 10 things, 20 things you're going to talk about, uh, you're not going to get through all of them. But if you could just focus in on three, that's why. Okay. And so, yeah, I got, as I say that, I got 10 things high-performance people do. But I think about, there's, uh, I saw a book out the other day about, you know, 20 things high-performance people don't do. Well, I don't want to know what they don't do. I want to know what they do. Uh, You know, I could probably, common sense kind of tells me what they don't do. You know, they don't just wake up in the morning and hit the tequila. You know, I'm pretty sure they don't do that, you know. So... (laughs) so you would hope not yeah so that's why and and science kind of i guess search research has kind of told us over the years and i've been taught that way too is you know hit three things hit three things so
0: I i think it's i think it's smart because i think if you if you broaden it and make it too broad and of course uh um goal setting and writing goals uh should they be very specific in that, or should oh, yeah. they generalize?
1: Oh, no, so let's talk about basketball, okay? And you're a, a basketball. Uh, you're a point guard. And I'm a guard, okay? Or let's make you a forward, okay? And you say you're going to. Um, well, here's one. Let's put ourselves into basketball. And Tony, see me do this with uh, the team that uh, Mary was uh, the girls, uh, the girls team at uh, the high school. All right. Mo, let me ask you a question. You're a forward, okay? Mo, can you score without anybody passing you the ball? Uh, no. The only way I can
0: is if I already have the ball.
1: Okay. Let me ask. Now, look at me. I'm your coach. And look at the way I ask the question, listen to my tone of voice, and look at my body language. Mo, can you score without anybody passing you the ball? I'm already taking you down that side. That I got correct. you to say no. And by, by the right. way, I've got pros that say that answer that way. Now, let me ask you a different way. Mo, how can you score without anybody passing you the ball? Listen to that question. How can you score without anybody passing the ball?
0: I have to already have the ball.
1: How are you going to have the ball? How are you going to get the ball? You're there. How are you going to get it?
0: Defense.
1: How well, So that's too vague. Come on. Uh, I am going to. If you're, be- playing, if you're playing great defense, uh-huh. tell me what happens if you're playing great defense.
0: If I'm playing great defense. Typically, the offen- uh, offensive player will give me the ball. It's not by choice. But he'll make a mistake. He'll
1: he'll make a mistake. Okay, then what will you do if he makes a mistake? I will capitalize off of that mistake. And what will you do? I will get the ball. How? You just did what? You just stole the ball. I took it. Right, that's right. Okay, Uh now you have the ball. Okay. Uh All right. Now hold that thought for a second. Let's say your average last year, you scored 12 points a game. Okay. Now, uh, how many points per game do you want to score this season?
0: Um thirteen would be good because that shows progression.
1: Okay. Last year you scored twelve points per game. You're only you you've come a long ways and you've gone through my class. Oh, so I'm gonna score at least 20, 25 points a game. Okay, all right. Now you got a pen handy? I do. Okay. All right. So so let's say twenty points a game. All right. Okay. So and current reality was twelve points a game. Your vision is twenty points a game. How many steals you're going to get in a game?
0: Oh, I'm going to average at least three point five steals a game, which equates, equates to four.
1: three or five. Remember, you went through you went through my class. Oh, that's
0: automatic. Five steals a game.
1: Five steals. Okay, so write down five steals. Put steals. Now you're going to get five steals. How many of those you're going to put back in, Mo? Three. Okay, write down, draw a line under five, put three. Can you shoot a three pointer? Of course. Is any of those three gonna be a three pointer?
0: Only one of those will probably be a three. Okay,
1: put, draw a line under three, cross a line through three, put two, and put one underneath that, and draw a line underneath and put one. So that's why you put two and one three. Okay, how yep. else can you get the ball, Mo? Without anybody passing the ball? Let's mm. go, go quick. Let's go quick. I'm going to give it to you. Offensive An official me the ball. Offensive boards. Oh, oh uh, rebounds. Okay. Offensive rebounds. Yep. Usually you get four a game. How many are you going to get this year?
0: I'll probably average about seven
1: rebounds a game. Okay. Seven rebounds. So put uh, So put offensive rebounds. OR. Underline that. Put seven. Mm-hmm. Dude, now where are you when you get a rebound offensive board? Usually, a big man like you, know. you, you're underneath the basket. Underneath How many guys back in of those seven? Probably about four. Okay, draw line, put four. How else can you get the ball? Let's go loose balls. Okay. I loose a, balls. Yeah. Loose balls. Okay. So LBs. So under loose balls, I had a player. Um, guy named matt Harpering. i don't know if you remember matt matt, matt Harpering. yeah played for the jazz yep and god rest jerry sloan's soul huh when that that's yeah that sad. yeah very sad great guy great coach great guy great human being um jerry sloan said or excuse me it was uh bobby Kremen said once that matt was a strong forward that he looked like for loose balls he looked like he was diving for the olympic team the way he went after a loose ball okay (laughs) how many loose balls are you going to get in the game
0: well man i'm gonna say about
1: four okay put four and how many of those are going to put back in
0: I'm on the ground. I'm old. I'm not getting up. (laughs) Uh, Let's go with two. (laughs)
1: Okay, any of those those two going to be a three? Uh, Maybe one. All right, so one for a two-pointer and one three-pointer. Got it? Now, I'm going to give you this next one. I steal a lot of balls. So uh, we're playing defense. I steal the ball. I, I fast break down, and I'm transitioning to the other side. Your choice as a big man. You're underneath the hoop, but do you sit there and watch me or do you trail me?
0: I trail you. Okay.
1: So even though I'm going to pass you the ball because I'm going one on one against a player, you're trailing right behind me and I dish off to you a little L-you because I know you could do those l oops Mo. So I get a lot of steals. How, I'm many, trailers, it. how many trailers are you going to get in the game? Give me a number, any number. Two. Say five, because that's about what I. If you're playing with me. Okay, five. Five. Okay, so how many of those you're gonna put back in? <laughs> Dude, you're gonna put all five of those back in, all right? So five trailers running in the court. Underline that. Put five. Okay. Got it. All right. Let's add up your score. Yep. How many points do you have? So under steals you had how many steals? I think you had three. Three and so you five got steals,
0: it. three putbacks.
1: You have three putbacks. So you but, but six, two, so four plus three. There's seven points there. So put seven underneath all them. The next one was what? Offensive boards, right? How
0: many? Offensive of board offensive rebounds. How seven, four, four goes back out of those four. There, there's eight. Out there's of those four, uh that's two,
1: eight points. Okay, put, add that score up. How many you yeah. got underneath that? Loose balls. How many loose balls did you have?
0: Say that again. How many loose, loose balls? Loose
1: balls. Yep. Four. How many scores did you get? Four. Okay. And there two was two putbacks. One, one of those putbacks is a three. Okay, so add that score up. How many you got there?
0: Most can average 38 Where well, with the. Yeah. Loot balls. One of those was a three, got two of them. That's five. Okay.
1: So trailers, you had five and five putbacks. There's 10 points. Add up your score. You total. said five putbacks. Yep. Add up your total score now from all those.
0: What do you 18. got? 18. Man, I'm gonna have a lot of points. I'm gonna average a whole lot of points, just so you know. <laughs> this is 23. That'll be his last talk. So I'm you. averaging 30.
1: <laughs> okay. And nobody's passed you the ball yet, Mo.
0: Man, that's that's very realistic, just so you know.
1: Yeah, it is. It, 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 nobody. So when you asked how, you know, getting it down to the nitty-gritty and how detailed do you get, that's how detailed I get with our players. To everything from the from an offensive player, an offensive uh, lineman, uh, from where he's placing his hands, where he's got his foot, how his ankle is twisted, we get down into those things. Because if I just set a goal to go score 20 points a game, dude. So so you make a mistake, and your self-talk, which was one of the last ones of the, uh, of the 10 things, is your positive self-talk is, remember we said, no, my bad. We said, I got this. Remember that last week I got this? Now you got the reason why you got this because I'm going to just go out and get another steal. I'm going to get a couple more loose balls. I'm gonna, but now your awareness device is all open right. and ready for it. Got it? So yeah, that's why. And those three things yep. that I'm going to excel in, we're just going to keep getting better and better. Now, you're going to get seven offensive boards. Just think about that. Let's just take, let's just goal set for the seven offensive boards. So if that's one of your three goals, then during training, during the week, what are three things you're going to excel in to achieve those seven offensive boards? Follow me? The, 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 the points will come. You say, said- What are three things? If, if Goal number one is seven offensive boards. What are three things during training you're going to excel in or this week you're going to excel in to achieve goal number one? So you follow me? It's I'm going to I'm gonna play bigger. You know, I'm going to play bigger. What does that mean? I'm going to, my stance is going to be big. I'm going to anticipate. My awareness device just goes way up. Okay. Now, the other part is realistic. I'm, a, I'm an optimistic uh, realist. Follow me? I'm an optimistic realist. How many times have you ever been around somebody, and in a conversation, you're talking about, here's what we can do, and they throw this at you. Ah, come on, let's get real. Mo, you could never do that. We could never do that. There's that negative self-talk, right? So I'm an optimistic realist. My father was the ultimate optimist. I know he didn't coin this phrase, but he used to say it all the time. Expect the best, but be prepared for the worst. Expect the best, but be prepared for the worst. Especially in the times we're in right now. You know, unbelievable. But and some
0: people, some people's best is, and the expectation of their best is still bad to them because of the circumstances.
1: Exactly. How do, you,
0: how do they come out of that mind frame? Well, we'll get to
1: that in just a second. See, okay. Uh, that's how that... It's, it's come, keep it coming. Take it easy, Mo. Stay in your lane, Mo. Stay in your <laughs> lane. Uh, visualize. Okay? Visualize. I mean, I, I don't have to tell you about that, you know? I mean, come on. We know the science behind that, you know? And, and you said it in the opening statement, you know? If I can see it, I can believe it, you know? And If I can believe it, I can become it, right? Yeah. So, and then, here's a good one, measuring. Measuring becomes, um, becomes, if it, what doesn't get measured, doesn't get done. What doesn't get measured, doesn't get done. But what I look at is not how far I came, but where I'm at in accordance to where I want to be. Okay. It's not, and what that creates is a little cognitive dissonance. And dissonance, cognitive belief, dissonance, disharmony. So I, I explain, you know, if I create, if I take that rubber band and I stretch that rubber band, the rubber band wants to do, I'm creating a lot of stress and tension in it. Remember, we talked about this. And if I, and, and what does the rubber band want to do? Go back to its original shape. What, right. by measuring of where I want to be, it creates more dissonance in me. So it creates more drive, energy, and creativity yeah pat yourself wow that was cool but this is you know it's like they get in the huddle uh you know in the football and it's second down they just went two yards they don't get in the huddle and high five each other because no you know what they say it's second down and what eight yards to go they're always looking at where they're going and I that's how I lead my life of where I want to go not where I don't want to end up you know what I mean
0: that's right so right okay so Listen, Jim, I'm going to pause you for a second because we're going to take a break. I want to talk about your website, astacademy.com. Also, phone number 949-218-5587. Please get in contact with Jim over at AST, which is Advanced Sports Academy. Don't go anywhere. We have so much to talk about. Right now, we're talking about 10 things high-performance people will do. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: When I grow up I want to be a bannerina. I want to be a doctor. When I grow up I want to be a chef.
0: When I grow up I want to be a surgeon or a basketball player.
1: I want to
2: be a doctor when I grow up. I'm becoming a Our commitment to delivering lifestyles within reach is based on a holistic view of investing. We do not invest simply in brick and mortar, but we invest in the people in our communities and we support their dreams and aspirations. One of the great things about the North Point basketball program is it provides uh, our kids an opportunity to explore their hopes and dreams. I think the greatest thing about the program is that we are developing life skills for them, um, discipline, structure, Uh, respect, hard work, friendships, fun. I think in their schools, in their uh, junior highs, in their high schools and on into college, these are all things that sports is a vehicle to teach them life skills and and to mentor them into being um, successful people, not only in sports, but in life. Success and stability starts in the home. Avanath provides housing to very hardworking, good people who are pursuing their American dream and we are incubating that American dream. What we are doing is trying to support those families and help provide activities and mentorship for their children. We're part of their extended family and it's our dream to help them reach their dreams. That is indeed what Lifestyle Within Reach is all about.
0: you had a chance to go ahead and grab some of that jerky from the jerky zone um during the break i saw i
2: did did.
0: fingers (laughs) from from (laughs) that bacon jerky that's the western bacon jerky it is so so good and just so you know jim what i've done with that western bacon jerky is i've gone to carl's jr this is on the cheat days right only i've gone to carl's jr take their bacon off of their western bacon burger and i put the jerky zone on to that Western. <laughs> Western. <laughs> I, I love it. Phenomenal. Um, hey, I know we were, we were moving forward. I don't want, I don't want the guests. I want them to keep getting fed. So we were talking about the 10 things high performance people will do. We're going to get back into that. Of course. What you want the, the website. Of course. I want to give them the website. It is ASTAcademy.com. Once again, that telephone number is 949 218 eight, seven, uh, eight, seven. And we're here with uh, Jim Madrid. So let's get back into it. I know we got about four more things we want to talk about when it comes to the 10 things high performance people do. Let me know what you're talking about, Jim.
1: All right. So we went through vision, purpose, goals. That was number one. Number two was writing them down and writing them down in affirmations. uh, First person, present tense and positive. Uh, Being an optimistic realist. Um, visualizing being able to sit back now and, and what we do is a lot of mindfulness in that too in, in, in visualization and then measuring that was what we left off but you asked the question you know we're going through some rough times and and like you said visualizing and being realistic what does that take well you know first off it's belief you know uh, we as you know when I always ask the question what percentage of the game is mental And people say 80, 90, 100 percent. Well, then, you know, what do we practice on? It's the technical, it's the tactical, it's the uh, physical part of the game and the mental part of the game. And that's those three areas. First off, are all the behavioral things, right? How to pass, how to hit a ball, whatever it may be. Those are all behaviors. But if I came to you and said, look, I'm a soccer player and coach, I'm not very good off my left foot. Well, the coach could put in drills for me to do and I could do those drills every day and work on it, work on it, work on it, work on it. Sure. And over some time I I can get there. But if, but if I change the belief that, uh, you know, I my I, I'm powerful off my left foot. I'm strong off my left foot. Then I, now it starts to take shape in the five inches between. So our, our, programs are based on change the belief and you change the behavior you got to work on that first and if you do that then that behavior will change and a behavior change watch what happens to your performance so change that belief but you gotta understand that thoughts have accumulated all our life to make uh, to build our belief system and then we act and we behave in accordance with the truth as we perceive or believe ourselves to be now it may not be the truth but it's mine so that's my subconscious self image and part of the science behind ours is what's called as neuroplasticity it's kind of reshaping that neuron network in your brain about what you currently believe about who you are where you belong and what is you know what is uh, you know achievable for you So change the belief.
0: Have you ever seen an instance where somebody might change their belief, but are not completely bought into what they're believing? And then you don't see. Absolutely.
1: That's where self-doubt comes in and doubt goes to hesitation and hesitation goes to failure. It goes doubt, hesitation, and failure. And so, but that's as coaches and as parents, as teachers, as mentors, we see more in them than they see in ourselves. And so that's our job and, and through, the, through our programs is to understand what's really going on in our mind that it will change. It's like parents ask this question, Mo, that's your worst class. Math is, it's always been ma- uh, Mo's, la- I'm sorry. Mo's never been good at math. That's just not his strong point. I mean, we say that to these thoughts accumulate all these years to build your belief system. And if mom was telling strangers that I'm not good in math, why? It must be so. It's like public speaking. It's one, uh, number one fear of mankind is public speaking. Right. You know, yeah,
0: why is that? Sure.
1: Think about it. So something's hap- dramatically happened to this young person over time. They weren't born shy. They weren't born shy. Uh, it, it takes time, uh, but, you know, over time, we But what heard. do you think that, what do you think that is? Because kids
0: don't know, because, you know, you get, you get those outgoing children, uh, kids that are out there who are, they'll talk in front of anybody and now it becomes a a job or something like that or they're trying to meet these goals and then they can't, they have a fear of speaking in front of other people.
1: Well, okay, so let's work that out. Let's take it over time. I'll give you an instance, an example. Darcy and I, my wife and I, were in the bank several years ago. We're in line and there's a little mother and a little girl in front of us. And she's uh, and, uh, and a cute little girl. And my wife bends down and says, aren't you the cutest little thing? And the little girl wraps her leg, uh, wraps around mommy's leg and says, and mommy turns around and says, I'm sorry. She's very, very shy. shy. And so little girl's three years old. And if mommy says, I'm shy to the, it's called the third party affirmation. If mommy says I'm shy to these complete strangers and mommy's all knowing, all knowledge right. means everything. If mommy tells somebody I'm shy, why then I must be shy. Now let's take it a step forward. Let's say now mommy's taking her kindergarten. Now she's five years old, first grade, whatever. And she's, over. mommy's over here talking to the teacher and little Susie's over here playing. And mommy's telling the teacher about Susie. Oh, and by the way, Susie's really, really, shy right. boom there goes another negative weight in her uh, her you know self subconscious self-image of herself um,
0: so, yeah so you have to so I think it, it's so smart even if it's something it's not the kid's strong suit you find right. positive things that they do well within that and I think that that affirms to them that at least but, I have right. some things I can do yeah
1: but then no let me take it even further because this truly happened now uh, last summer, my, my son and I were in um, Colorado. We were up in Breckenridge, and we're waiting for the shuttle to take us back down the airport. And it was like oh, a couple of weeks before, you know, it was like the first week of August. Yeah. And there was a little girl, uh, a little girl, two girls and the mom. And they're standing out there, and I, asked, uh, the, I go, hey, so when do you guys start college? I mean, start school. And they go, oh, next week. And I asked the older one, I said, well, what grade are you going in? She says, well, I'm going to be a sophomore. I turned to the younger one, I said, what about you? What grade are you going into? And she's about ready to answer me. Mom steps right in front of her and says, I'm sorry, she's going to be in sixth grade. She's really, really shy." So she's going to be in sixth grade at 12 years old and mommy's still telling little Susie and this really happened. A few years ago, I'm given a, 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 a workshop and it's a two day workshop. And I do a little thing where in a group of people, I, I say that, look, when it comes to beliefs, I'm going to give you all 30 seconds to think of a song. And then I'm going to pick three of you out to come up one at a time and sing that song. And you should see everybody go, oh my gosh, oh, oh. And then as I start to walk around and look at them, their faces turn beet red, or they turn away like this, or they pretend like they're taking notes. And then I go, okay, I'm not gonna do it, but check your heart rate about right now. (gasps) Oh my God, you should hear them. You know, it's amazing. Okay, so I did that. Day two, and I didn't pick anybody out. Day two, before we started, the manager comes up to me and says hey you know that young lady that was in the front row i said yes well she's not going to be here today i said why not she said you know when yesterday when you pretended like you were going to pick somebody out and talk uh and sing, she thought that it made it, that made her sick and she thought that you might make somebody do her do that today that's susie at about 26 27 years old thoughts have accumulated to build our belief system, and then we act and behave in accordance with the truth as we perceive ourselves to be. You follow that?
0: I follow that 100%, and I can just see, and what it takes me to, Jim, is a kid who plays on a a high school basketball game and they've worked hard in the off season, they play hard in games, but their dad after a game the first thing that comes to their, out of his mouth is, you're not going to make free throws today or something? Yeah. Like, you've never been good at them. So you, you want to kind of work on that or something like that yeah. instead of giving them hey, great job, you know, those affirmations on that. So, Dude, yes, that's I, not I, even I, after it.
1: the game. That's during the game. How many times you see a player, uh, the coach takes a timeout, and the coach has got his back to the stands, and the kid's doing what? Not looking at the coach, looking so at the is, parent. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. And then what is the coach saying? I mean, the parent's going, are you kidding me? What's wrong with you? Didn't we tell you? You you know, it's like, oh, my gosh. So it goes back to this. You know, Mo's not good at math. Or we ask the question, and I see this. What's your, I've seen people do this. What's your worst class? Oh, it's math? Oh. So now look at the mindset that kid has. Oh, I just affirmed that in public to everybody that math's my worst class, So I walk into math going what? What's my self-talk?
0: I'm already bad at it.
1: This is, this class sucks. And guess what my brain's scanning for? Everything that the teacher says, or anybody says, or written down, or an assignment that's given is scanning to say, Validate my belief that this class sucks.
0: Well, what's crazy, Jim, is that it's not actually the class sucking; it's the effort that you're going to put into it because you already feel that you're bad at the math. That's your mindset.
1: Oh, now, let's ask this question. Mo. what was, let's ask this to Tony. Tony, can you hop on for a second? Watch this. (laughs) Tony. I'm right here, baby. All right. What was, what's one class in high school you need to spend more time and attention on? HOMEC. Oh, Thank you. Oh. oh <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say history. <laughs> history. Okay. So <laughs> now look at, now look at your, now look at your mindset when you walk into that class. I need more. And now remember, self-talk. We talked to this, in, you know, a few weeks ago. Self-talk and we'll get to that at the end though. You're speaking to yourself while I'm talking, you're talking to yourself, research tells us, at about 300 words a minute. And when I stop talking, it ramps up to about 900 words a minute. So just think about that as an athlete, as a student, uh, as, as somebody at work, whatever, you're talking at about 900 words a minute. So what dad said about you not good at free throws, try not to get fouled because you're not that good at free throws. You don't follow through. You don't arch. You just push. You don't bend your knees. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't follow me. Yeah. That's ringing through their heads. Oh dang. You know, I'm not good at free throws. Okay. So, you know, change the belief and you change the behavior. Okay. Um, The other one I like is, They had a lot of grit and, and grit. Angela Duckworth wrote the book, you know, on grit. And I I got to uh, spend some time on stage with her a few years ago at a conference in positive psychology. And I got to watch her talk about grit, determination, uh, perseverance, and passion. She wrote the book, uh, grit, the power of passion and perseverance, but I added one more I said patience, but what if you brought 5% more determination uh, to your performance? 5% more perseverance, 5% more passion, 5% more patience. So if I asked you this to finish this sentence, Mo finish the sentence when I bring 5% more determination during a game, finish that. Song.
0: I'm going to get more or five to 10% more
1: effort. Okay. When I bring 5% more perseverance during a game, I'm going to
0: get better results. Okay.
1: When I have 5% more passion, during
0: the season? If I, 5% more passion?
1: When I bring 5% more passion during the season?
0: I'm gonna get a lot more dedication, give a lot more dedication.
1: I'm gonna get a lot more reps, I'm gonna get a lot more, and patience. It's gonna be a hell of a lot more than just 10%, I guarantee So, that was one thing. You think about that, about just pure grit, okay? The other thing, the eighth thing that i see high performance do is when i talk to them about their goals they made them fun they have fun goals yeah. and by the way i uh harvard business did a study on this and they said that was true i was like reading harvard review and i was showing my wife i go look and they talked about that high-performance people do. One of the things that why they achieve their goals is because they made them fun. Um, a few years back, I had neck surgery, Mo, and I couldn't play basketball and I couldn't play soccer. And then when they finally released me to do some sort of exercise, I joined Orange Theory. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, where, you know, rotation, you know, where we go from, and we start yeah. off on the treadmill, and then we go to the rower, and then we go down to the weight room like a circuit yeah circuitry and and here's what i loved about that because i'm not the guy to go into 24-hour fitness and watch guys like you that are just built you know i'm asking them why do you still come you're done i don't know anyways so (laughs) i I look at those guys please this is for us that you know aren't in shape this is what we do (laughs) so but what I liked it because I need to compete. I need to see results. I need to compete. I need to outrun you. I'm gonna bust my butt to outrun you and outperform you. So Orange Theory gave me that because they put that you know, heart rate thing around you and that's their whole deal. And so, and they've got the screen up there, right? And they're yeah. showing everybody's heart rate. And once your heart rate gets into X, then you're into the orange zone. And if it goes beyond that, you're in the red zone. Okay? and they right. keep you there for so long and you get so many what they call splat points and if you were in there and I saw Mo up there Mo I'm trying to kick your butt okay I'm going after you right. and I'm going after it. so one day uh, one time I took my wife Darcy in and near the end of the whole thing I'm we're back on the treadmill and we've got they're doing about another two minute all out okay so they have different levels And then, you know, for where you want to work out, where you're, know, kind of like small, medium, large kind of thing. And um, I'm writing the medium thing, but for my age, and I'm going at it. And there's a mirror in front of us. And Darcy, on the way home, she goes, okay, you're a freak. And I said, well, you married me. I go, what do you mean? (laughs) She goes, with the last few minutes of that, and you're going all out, you had a smile on your face. So she goes. I know you're thinking of something. What do you think about? And I said, uh, just before my surgery, about two weeks before my surgery, I'm playing uh, soccer. And by the way, I'm over. I'm 67 right now. So this is like I was 64. And uh, I play on the over 50 team because the over 60 guys were too slow for me. So I right. play on the over 50. And um, near the end of the game, I'm I'm a forward and this defender, I've been just kicking his butt the whole game and I've scored like a goal or two on him. And now the ball's going towards the end line and we're running after it and it goes out of bounds. So goal kick, give the ball back to the keeper and we're starting to walk back and this guy says to me, us old guys can't keep up with you guys. And I looked at him and says, dude, how old are you? And he said, well, I'm 52. I go, wow. He goes, well, how old are you? And I go, you don't want to know. (laughs) <laughs> you don't want to know. And so I you know, he kept bugging me and then after the game was over, he came over and one of the guys said Madrid Madrid's 64 years old and the guy goes, "No way." I had to show him my license. I go, "Darcy, well, I'm running that last 2 minutes all out. I'm going after that ball and I'm beating the the young dude. I'm beating." Right. So, I get to work out. I don't have to. And I think that's where people get you know the pushback is I have to work oh I have to get ready I have to go get ready I have to go work out I have to go to work I have to go to practice no you don't you get to and what happens too many people put their lives on on that have to which is you might as well follow it up or else something bad's gonna happen to me all right you know and and that kind of motivation is coercive motivation and I like constructive motivation. I don't want to yeah. be coerced to something. I want to do it because, like I said, growing up a Catholic, you know, if you do this, you're going to go to hell. If you do that, you're going to go to hell. What a crazy way to live, out running the fires of hell, looking at your rear end. I'd rather live my life where I want to go. And so that gives me. So make your goals fun.
0: Well, don't you think it's like it? People always say, if you find a job that you love doing, you never work a day in your life. Right, right. right. Same thing, if you make it a chore to whether to go work out or to do whatever, right, you, you talked about that. If you make it a chore, then it's going to feel like, Dragging your butt in, dragging your butt to get up
1: in the morning. Yeah.
0: So if you, if you set fun goals, it's something that you really want to do. So therefore,
1: you right. really strive to get to it. You put your life on a want to, choose to, love it, like it, pieces. Yeah. Put your life on a want to, choose to. I choose to do this. I get to do this. Um, Privilege. When I was a single father with my two older boys, and they were just turned 16 years old. I was the assistant basketball coach in high school. And um, we played a game on a Tuesday night. Wednesday morning, I'm trying to get these two knuckleheads out of bed, and I can't get them out of bed. And, you know, they're, 40, they're 45 years old now. I can't get them out of bed at 6 o'clock in the morning, Mom. And they said, Dad, can we sleep in? I said, you guys want to sleep in? They said, yeah, we want to sleep in. I said, go ahead, sleep in. It's about 10 o'clock in the morning. I hear them showering. They come downstairs. Dad, write us a note, take us to school. I said, sure. So I wrote them a note, took them to school, dropped them off. Showed up for uh, practice that night. No Jamie, no Jeremy. And I asked the other guys on the team, I go, where are they? Oh, they're in detention. You know why they're in detention, mode? They didn't read my note. You know what my note said? I remember <laughs> the guy. <laughs> that, well, I remember the guy. I remembered his, I still remember his name. Because he goes, Madrid. that was unbelievable. I wrote a note, Mr. Waltner. I said, dear Mr. Waltner. And I pulled it up. I said, dear Mr. Walter, Jamie and Jeremy wanted, and I underlined the word wanted to sleep in today, have a nice day, Jim Madrid. And they didn't read it. They just walked in those knuckleheads, walked in, gave it to them. They goes, you two, detention. Now, in my house, to this day, you don't have to go to school. You get to go to school. Now, yeah. if you don't want to go to school, that means you get to go to detention. And if you get to go to detention, you don't get to go to practice. And if you're in detention because you're in, you, I mean, you don't show up for practice because you're in detention, you don't get to play in Friday night's game. What do you want? I want to play in Friday night's game. Get your butt up, go to game. Yeah, go to That's school. Right. And there's this thing called education.
0: <laughs> That's funny because I, I would have damn sure read that note. Hold on, what dad's saying. He's Oh, he's so cool. What? I chose to. <laughs>
1: I chose to sleep in. Exactly. I chose to sleep <laughs> The ninth. Right, thing, awesome. The ninth thing we got more times. Are, yeah, are, I was.
0: Yeah, I was about to say. I think
1: we're on number nine. Yeah, number nine is balance. And, uh, and I had um, the uh, opportunity to work with a coach um, at the Matha High School uh, a few years back, and he taught about uh, priorities. And it really woke me up too to those priorities and um, you know spirituality number one. So balance, we got to have a balance in our life. And but to have complete balance, you got to be a freak because there's all these different things. But when I talk about this, it's like you know number one I taught my kids is spirituality, Uh, relationships, your family, that health. Your career, uh, you know, and and your health, and and I would put education for youth right after your health. Um, your career, your job, uh, whatever it may be, uh, your sport. Uh, you know, finances, fun, community. Yeah. You know those kind of things. So you got to have, but you you know you've got to be looking at that. And, and if I spend more time with my family, I take some time out of my sport. And if I take more time to sport, I'm going to take some. So it's, it's a constant thing. We have a we have a little exercise to do with that, and, and if people are interested in that, get a hold of us. Uh, send me a, an email at jim at astmentaltraining com, and I'd be happy to send that to you. As uh, a treat for listening, just me- mention that you heard uh, on the uh, on the show with Mo and I, and be happy. Um- so you're talking
0: down. about balance. What's great about it is, don't you think that people can refocus uh, and and do this a different type of balance and make sure that they can offset stuff with for kids and work and play um, during this pandemic? Couldn't we have learned something from this?
1: You think? Absolutely, you're right on, right on, Mo. Um, and guess what? Now you got time to do this. This is a little uh, exercise that we we send out, this little course, if you will um takes you probably 20 minutes to do but what it does is gets it out you're feeling a little overwhelming right now it gets it out of here and puts it down on paper and and again going back to get putting it on paper like your affirmations and your goals and things and this it's almost like just think when you you wake up in the middle of the night and your head's going, oh my God, did I take the garbage out? Did I take the garbage out? Oh, I, did I pay that bill? Or did I make that call? Did I call Mo? Did, did, oh?" And what do they say? They could note, take a note and, and write it down, put it next to your bed, and you're done, right? right? Now, that's the same thing here. It's not that you're done, but you got it out of here and you got it down on paper. And it's kind of like, I always kind of like say, it, "It's your it's your plan. Yeah. The last one's positive self-talk. They have a lot of positive self-talk. Man, you don't hear them saying, I have to do this, I can't do that. Uh, they're, they're, they've got a lot of, you know, again, they back this all up with positive self-talk. I got this, not my bad, but I got this. And But they know why they've got it. As we go back to, you know, the goals and, and those three areas and get yeah. down and, and granular so positive self-talk and there is so much out there on positive self-talk you know come on
0: is that is that is that a person their inner thoughts
1: when you talk about positive self-talk so when you talk about you you think about you know that little girl um gotta hope he doesn't call me because i suck at singing Uh, i'm not good at being in front of people um I, I, I just suck at this, you know. It's it's really bad. I wanna I wanna show you something. Can I share my screen with you? Of course. Let me show you something. This is from a young a young man, uh, Joe Barksdale, played for just retired last year, played for the Chargers. He is um, he's the uh, he was the blindside guy, the guard for the Michael or Philip Rivers on the chargers this is what he said positive affirmations not only made me a better player but a better person they've helped me reach goals from athletics to music to fighting depression to being a better husband father and everything in between it's amazing how a small concept can change so much for the better and as most of these athletes will say is i wish i would have made uh known this you know years ago i'm sorry let me I wish I would have had this many years ago and I like I said uh, everything happens for a reason if you're reading this then that might be the reason Joe Barksdale Wow and by the way he cut an album um, on iTunes called butterflies rainbows and moonbeams if you like Stevie (laughs) Ray Vaughan and uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix you're gonna like uh, you're gonna like uh, Joe Joe Barksdale nice Yeah. Positive affirmations, not only made me a better player, but a better person. Right, And everything in between. And if you want to know more about Joe, just Google him. And um, he gave me permission. Um, When I first started working with Joe, he didn't, his agent said he doesn't want anybody to know that we're working together. And then after that, he was, um, he said, Jim, I don't care. He suffered depression. At one point, he tried to commit suicide, um, and um, he's—he's just—he's incredible. He, he's absolutely—he, you know—I got him using Headspace and calm uh, for mindfulness, and now he's a spokesperson for calm.
0: So. And I, look, I can't—I can't thank him enough for allowing you uh, to be able to talk about his story because it is important, and I think he realized that. He's going to help somebody, you know, and for you to be able to um, give him that direction um, with calm and uh, headspace, I think is, is tremendous because sometimes it just takes a little nudge um, to get them moving in the right direction. So that's right. Um,
1: and like you said, it was just that small thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so in closing up,
0: uh, Jim, what are, what are some of the final thoughts you want to kind of leave our, our audience with? Um, today before we uh, get back uh, next week or so and uh, bring you back on.
1: So remember we talked about that 5% and you said, uh, you know, what it would, uh, what it would take, right? Uh, And and what would be the response? Let me finish off with this then. Okay. Uh, You know, sometimes it's just the smallest things that makes the biggest impact. And you kind of know, you know, I went back. There's supposed to be a video there. I don't know what happened to it. But, you know, let's go back to Tiger Woods at the end of the 2000 PGA Tour, right? Yeah. He was ranked number one in the world. He'd been in 16 events. His average strokes per tournament, I guess it is showing, um, was uh, 67.79 strokes per tournament. That year he made $10.8 million just on the tour. Forget about endorsements and everything else. I figured out that was $670,000 a weekend to golf. Okay. Wow. Every weekend. I also figured out that he made $2,621 every time he hit the ball. And of course, the fewer times he hits the ball, the more money he makes, right? right? Right. You know who this guy is?
0: I do cuz I see his name.
1: <laughs> oh, you do see the name? Oh, it shows up. Oh, I know. John, John Merrick? John Merrick. Cheater. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> at welcome. the end of the, at the end he, he was ranked number uh, he was ranked 134th in the world at the end of the 2007 PGA Tour. He'd been in 16 of same 16 events as Tiger. His average strokes was 71.18 strokes. He made uh, his total winnings just for the tour $650,000. Or $40,000 a week in the golf. Dude, I'll take the forty grand a week, and I don't care. Who knows? Man. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Tiger Woods, average stroke, 67.79. Merrick's was 71.8. The difference of strokes was 3.39 strokes per tournament, or? 5%. 5%. Now, Woods wow. made 10.8. Merrick made 649. So just operating at that 5% more 10.2, yep. 10. The
2: comeback
1: I don't know if you heard it right.
2: Is complete.
1: Tim Nance said right there, he said return to victory. Yes. And that's kind of like what athletes do, the resiliency factor. So to end it, we didn't talk too much about what we're all going through right now in and, and this this unprecedented you know, distraction that we're all going through in these uncertain times and stuff. And I got to tell you, return to glory, return to glory. Uh, uh, you know, if, th- if this guy could do it, if you and I can grow up in the areas that we grew up in, and do what we do today and just trying to make a positive impact, you know, then all of us can And that's what, you know, that's what we've been all about. And that's, that's our purpose behind, you know, AST is making a positive impact on the culture of youth sports, you know, and Tony and Mary yourself, you know, that's what we're doing. We're talking about things optimistically. We're talking about giving these kids hope. We're talking about giving them faith and for what they're going through right now, that's what they need. They don't need it. listening to mom and dad talk about the what if this and what if that. They don't need anybody saying, well, we're never going to be able to do this. Yeah, we've got through stuff like this. Hey, mom, think about a guy, a person that was born in 1914. Think about that. Went through World War II. I mean, World War I. Went through the Great Depression. And then went through World War II. You know, come on. You know. Yeah. That that's some stuff. Yeah, that, that's some stuff. I want to introduce you guys uh, later on. I want to introduce you to a young man that has Asperger's, and you want to talk about getting through, you know, adversity. This kid dealt with it, deals with it. He's now 20 years old, um, and he is a, um, a graduate of Servite High School. And you want to talk about dealing with adversity? He deals with it every day. And he is just an incredible young man with an incredible message. And I'd like to introduce you to him one of these times on the show.
0: That would be great. That would be great. One thing we always talk about when we talk about people who deal with any type of Asperger's or mental illness or anything like that, that it's a lifetime of recovery. You know, it, Mm -hmm. it, it, it stayed with them all the time. So we would love to have him on the show. That would be awesome. Bring him on with you. And, uh, jim every time you come on the show you kind of fill me up with so much information and i'm sure that uh, our viewers uh, are liking and loving the information that you're bringing so continue to do so um i'm gonna leave you with this take that jerky finish the bacon there's more to come i guarantee just so you know <laughs> awesome awesome so thank you jim appreciate thank you, you.
1: Thank you Mo, thank you Tony. I appreciate what you guys are doing too. So we're all this is a lot of fun. Thank
0: awesome. You. Uh listen, thank you to our guests. Thank you uh, first off thank you to uh, the Jerky Zone and Avanit uh, Capital uh, management as well as uh, Intro Wheels um for doing the things they do to help support um uh, my podcast. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to my annoying voice once again. Um, please join me next time where we're going to be talking to Leslie and Mark Gillesey. I see you over there. What's going on, Jim?
1: I have one more question. Since of course. Uh, he sent me the uh, the jerky, when will those guys send some wheels to me, too? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Hey, if you
0: notice, I said they're custom rims. So you kind of have to exactly. I, I, help
1: design those
0: rims. There you
1: go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks,
0: <Uncle. laughs> oh, No problem. Look, these podcasts will, be, will continue to cover anything and everything from adolescent, high school education, high school sports and athletes. I will continue to ed- interview educators, athletic directors, and so many people who out, out there who have so many things to say. Um, if we're lucky, a few celebrities might stop by. My hope is to share my passion for education, high school extracurricular activities, and higher learning. We will continue to cover topics that will further our educators, build our community around education and higher learning. Find me on social media anywhere on Twitter at mo underscore or that's the two R's or on Instagram. <laughs> it's the first time I actually realized that or on Instagram <laughs> at mo the hs narrative. Oh. <laughs> and make sure to subscribe and comment on any podcast app. Look, I'm gonna leave you with this. Take some time to do something nice for someone else in turn someone would do something nice for you stay motivated and yes by all means pun intended and remember when adversity comes look it straight in the eye and say i'm strong i'm loved and i will overcome you i gotta go you have been watching and listening to talk to talk with mo or for tony jim madrid i'm mo until next time we be out
3: so what is blast athletics blast is an online network that connects team websites, athlete showcases, and the best sports fundraiser on the planet. In other words, we created a team website and app where teams can not only communicate through shared calendars and announcements, but also build a community by writing recaps, selecting MVPs, sharing highlight videos, posting photos, scores, stats, and much more. Everything your team posts to your team website will automatically connect to each athlete's individual BLAST showcase, building their sports resumes in real time. Athlete showcases were designed with coaches and scouts to specifically enable accurate and thorough athlete analysis from anywhere in the nation. Then, each week, BLAST takes that same content your team posted and sends out an email update to each sponsor focusing on the athlete they supported. Trust us, grandma would rather have a photo a week than any amount of cookie dough.